Hey, welcome to Holistic Marketing. This is where we bridge psychology, spirituality, and marketing to create more clients. I'm Martina Thomason, and I teach you how to do organic marketing that is in alignment with your personal values and feels good to your soul. If you don't want to run ads or learn all the technical aspects around marketing, but still want to attract and convert clients, listen on. Hello, hello, hello. I am back in your earbuds and I'm so happy to be there. <laughs> How's your week going? I hope it is going great. Today I'm going to talk to you about one of the most important skills that you have to develop as an entrepreneur. And to run a business, it's not just all of the things you have to do. It's not just about refining your coaching skills or your um, business skills, although obviously that's a big part of it. However, something that's even more important than that, it's what's going on inside of your head. And I always say you can have the best business and marketing strategy in the world, but if you don't have the mindset to back it up, you simply won't execute it or you just won't stick with it. Like you'll give up and that's what most people do. They give up and just a quick reminder that you don't fail until you quit. <laughs> anyway, so that's why we're here to learn emotional bravery. And uh, it might sound a bit weird, but you will understand by the end of this episode. <laughs> what has helped me a lot, if not the most, as a journey, um, you know, being a coach and an entrepreneur is practicing emotional bravery. And as coaches in the beginning, we are generally solopreneurs, like we work alone, we don't have a team. And doing everything alone without someone to lean on when doubt arise and um, things are hard, emotional bravery becomes even more important to practice in your business. As an entrepreneur, you have the sole responsibility to market and sell your offer and deliver top-notch service. You have to do your finances and all of the admin involved. And if something doesn't work out the way you wanted, there's no one else but yourself to blame. <laughs> unfortunately. So running your own business is therefore one of the greatest self-development paths you'll ever embark on, uh, in which emotional bravery is a cornerstone of that. So let's define emotional bravery. What is it and what does it look like in practice? How does it serve you and your business? So I first want to add in a huge disclaimer. Developing emotional bravery has not, I emphasize not, been easy for me. And it's still a work in progress every single day. I am a highly sensitive person who has been shamed for being too sensitive, too emotional. Not to mention, I used to be so shy. <laughs> and that's something that I've been working on and working through over the years. So when I say now that I've been, that I used to be shy, people don't believe me. But, you know, back in school, I pretty much just had one friend. I hardly looked at 
I don't know, the, the cool kids. And I got my first boyfriend just before I turned 18. Um, so had I travelled back in time and told my 18-year-old self that one day I would dare to speak my truth on social media or, you know, on a podcast, I would laugh. And it would be in a that's fucking ridiculous kind of way. <laughs> And, and also to add to that disclaimer, historically, I've also been very agreeable, very much like, as long as they're happy, I'm happy. I had that sort of mindset. And I would rather talk about something I found profoundly boring rather than risking making the other person even the slightest bit uncomfortable by talking about what I'm passionate about. And... I was a chameleon, catering to any colour the other person found the most pleasant. <laughs> and it horrified me to let people in on my views of life, especially my more spiritual and philosophical insights, you know, all of the self-development stuff. And even though, even the thought of it would make my skin crawl and nervous system go haywire and... You know when your chest and throat just feels really tight and you just want to disappear? That feeling. That was what I felt when I spoke about my truth and, and all the things that I love. So going into this episode talking about emotional bravery, I want you to know that if you find this concept hard, I totally get you. I've been there and it's a work in progress and um, it's something that we have to practice. <laughs> And also, being a chameleon doesn't offer anyone growth. Not them, and not us, not me. <laughs> it's called people-pleasing, and it's a coping mechanism that we first established in our childhood, and it's a subconscious strategy that our inner scared parts plays out to stay emotionally safe, or in other words, to avoid emotional discomfort. So to stay safe, however, most often prevents us from thriving. It's like building a big concrete wall around you to protect yourself as a child, but because you didn't have any other ways to cope back then, um, you were sort of stuck where you were and your brain hadn't developed fully and all of those things. So you built a wall, but now you're all grown up and you're stuck in a small square space with these high concrete walls. <laughs> that now prevents you from growing and exploring and we don't need them anymore and as soon as you recognize that you're preventing yourself and limiting yourself from growing in this way through having all of these limiting beliefs and patterns still running in the background when you recognize that you can actually start working through it but <laughs> here's the thing if you want to pave a new path you have to sacrifice some of the vegetation <laughs> That's probably not a saying. Well, it is now. <laughs> I make up sayings all the time and my boyfriend always makes fun of me for that. But anyways, you have to ruffle some feathers. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so not everyone will like you. You're not vanilla ice cream, as one of my coaches says. One important thing to remember is that when you don't share your truth, People don't like you for who you actually are anyway. They like you for the fabricated facade of you. So 
I came to the conclusion for myself that I'd rather have some people like me for who I actually am rather than a bunch of people liking me for someone I'm actually not. <laughs> and this is totally an art and a work in progress and I'm not 100% there yet by a long shot and I might never be, you know. We all have a human brain and some patterns are more ingrained in us and, and will take a lot of practice. But I'm strengthening those muscles every single day and I keep reminding myself what my values are and what I want to spend my life doing so that when I'm old <laughs> and lay on my deathbed, I don't regret how I live my life, that I didn't spend this one life, you know, catering to other people's needs, but to be a part of that beautiful dance and, and also catering to my own needs and wants and desires. <laughs> one of the reasons why I developed the holistic marketing concept is that the number one reason why coaches market in a way that doesn't attract many clients is because they haven't developed the habit of practicing emotional bravery. And most of all, emotional bravery to say what they want to say, to be who they want to be, and take up space as who they really are. Because that shit is super confronting. I totally get it. <laughs> we have been conditioned by society and within our family structure to think that parts of us are not lovable or good or right. And as a result, we compare and we glorify other people's strengths and downplay our own as not important or not as good. But the truth of the matter is that we all have strengths and we all have struggles. And every single human being on this planet has something about themselves that they are ashamed of or think that they need to hide in order to be liked or accepted. And we also have different strengths, you know, experiences and knowledge that will help us get the results that we want. It might not just look like the journey that someone else are on, but the fastest way to get good at your marketing, to attract more clients, to build the business that you are, are dreaming of building is by leveraging your unique zone of genius and practice having your own back while doing it. Meaning, practicing emotional bravery. Talk about what you stand for and not dimming your colors, but showing them. I mean, I think I said it in another episode as well, but how the hell are people going to recognize you when they look for all the strong, vibrant colors, but you've dimmed yourself to a light beige? Like, we have to be visible as who we really are to attract the people that want to work with who we really are and are a match to that. And I want to add in an important side note here too. When I say practicing emotional bravery, I do not mean that you should bulldoze your feelings and suppress your thoughts. Not at all. We want to look at how your thinking affects the way that you feel about your marketing and then Find ways to bring all of your inner parts on board. If you haven't listened to my episode on parts work, make sure you do that after listening to this one um, because it will transform your relationship to yourself. Like it's mind-blowing stuff. <laughs> so um, 
taking a deeper look at emotional bravery in marketing, ask yourself, why am I not sharing more content on social media? Why am I not sharing more content on social media? Just take a pause, like hit pause um, on your phone for a minute and just like think about it. Why am I not more on social media? I asked my followers on Instagram the same question and some of the responses that I got were fear of oversharing, getting so down when I don't get enough likes and I will not be clear to my clients. And all of these reasons for not marketing more are actually just symptoms of trying to avoid emotional discomfort consciously or subconsciously. (laughs) Let's quickly run through each of them, just to um, show you what I mean. So oversharing is the fear of exposing oneself and being rejected or ridiculed when sharing something vulnerable. Um, In other words, avoiding posting on social media to avoid emotional discomfort, because obviously being vulnerable and opening up and sharing things you care about and then being shot down, it's fucking painful emotionally. (laughs) So you're trying to avoid the emotional discomfort. Not enough likes. Seeking validation from others and avoiding to post because of the risk of not getting the validation. So in other words, not posting on social media to avoid the emotional discomfort of not being validated or even worse, you know, being judged. (laughs) So avoiding that emotional discomfort. Not being clear to my clients. That is a form of perfectionism. And perfectionism is a coping mechanism used to minimize negative consequences. So thinking that if I'm not clear, I don't look like I know my shit, (laughs) you know, or just avoiding posting just because it's never going to be good enough anyway. So why even bother? So here too, the root cause is that we want to avoid emotional discomfort. I feel like I've said emotional discomfort a gazillion times about now, so maybe I should abbreviate it to ED, you know. How's your ED going? <laughs> I'm just joking. Emotional discomfort. Okay, moving on. I um, invite you to write down all of the reasons why you don't write more on social media. I don't know. You might be out on a walk now, right, driving, but, you know, when you come home and sit down, um, you know, just whip out your phone if you don't have anything to write on and just jot down a few points um, in your notes. And what are you afraid will happen when you post or not happen, you know, not getting enough likes or whatever? What you put down on this list is your thoughts about posting on social media. Now, below or next to those thoughts, write down the feeling that this thought evokes in you. When you have done this, recognize that this list shows you the feelings that you are willing to feel in order to grow your business, in order to market yourself and get in front of the people that might actually really want to hire you. And Can you see how practicing emotional bravery will help you grow your business now that you've done this exercise? Is it getting a bit clearer? Because for me, like it it sounds like, yeah, yeah, whatever, emotional bravery, grow your business. It doesn't really make sense. But when you really do this exercise, you'll see like, shit, (laughs) I'm avoiding 
growing my business because I'm afraid of my own emotions. Because ultimately that's what we're left with. Um, the consequence of being, you know, laughed at or rejected is the feeling that we have in our body and what we make it mean. Now, with the examples that I just mentioned, you know, afraid of oversharing, not getting enough likes, not being clear, we see that they don't post very frequently because they want to maintain emotional comfort. And frequency is one thing. Um, another thing, and even more importantly, actually, is the quality of what you share. And this is just hugely important. Um, the content where you practice the most emotional bravery is by far the most valuable for your followers and therefore also for you. It's like the stock market. <laughs> when you trade in a high risk market, you can get huge rewards but you can equally experience huge loss. And on the flip side of that, when you invest in funds, you take low risk, but you also will only get a low reward and it will take longer to grow your money. So to translate this into marketing, when you take high emotional risk regarding what you share, you're likely to experience a higher reward um, in the sense that people love what you're saying and you know that you're saying it how it really is you say out loud what they may think but not dare to say themselves <laughs> you give them validation for who they are and um, you know it touches them deeply they will seek out your content stop scrolling when your posts pop up and therefore develop more and more of a relationship with you because they know that what you say is so powerful. If you want to get all technical about it, the algorithm also notices if your followers engage more with your content and therefore shows you even more of your stuff uh, in your client's feed. When exercising emotional bravery, you also run the risk of feeling completely and utterly shitty. <laughs> All of your imposter syndrome thoughts might bubble up and your inner critic is not only screaming at you, but she has brought a speakerphone too. Like she is on your neck. <laughs> and you know, like you'll ask yourself, what the fuck are you doing? Who do you think you are? People are going to think you're crazy. Like you look like an absolute idiot. These are, you know, just some of the lovely thoughts that is likely to appear in your mind in the wake of sharing a post where you practice emotional bravery, where you actually state what you mean or stand for something strongly. <laughs> and I recently read an article that said when scientists placed people in a functional MRI machine and asked them to recall a recent rejection, they discovered something that was really interesting because the same areas of our brain became activated when we experience rejection as when we experience actual physical pain. <laughs> and that's why even small rejections hurt more than we probably think they should because they elicit literal, albeit emotional pain. It's not just you being, you know, a CCE or anything like it's our brain is wired that way. And a lot of people talk about the time when we were hunter gatherers and, you know, that being rejected from our group meant death. 
Now, what many people tend to forget is that we have personally lived through these vulnerabilities as well. If our caretakers had rejected and abandoned us when we were babies, we would also have died. So fear of rejection is not just in our ancestral makeup, it's also in our cognitive programming from our childhood. So, you know, practicing emotional bravery is tough to say the least, but it's also so rewarding. Um, But I really want to, you know, emphasize and validate the fear that might be around this and it might feel really hard but as one of my coaches says we can do hard things (laughs) and that's right (laughs) so the good news are that when we practice emotional bravery and self-critical thoughts come up it offers you an opportunity to grow you know what thoughts are holding you back specifically like whatever comes up is the exact thing that's holding you back And this is one of the reasons why it's so incredibly helpful to have a coach, to have someone to work through our limiting beliefs through any stage of our growth. Not to mention that the growth will happen a lot faster with a qualified coach because you have someone to help you navigate your patterns and also your subconscious patterns that are in your blind spot and you're not, you're just stating as facts. Um, As one of my other coaches says, you're, you're saying it as if you're reporting the news, but but it's actually just thoughts and programming that's running in the back of your head. And again, that's why it's so helpful to have someone to support you like a qualified coach. So when you work through your drama and dare to practice emotional bravery, you create way more value for your followers. And what I mean by creating value is that you're being helpful to them. People like those who say out loud what they think, there is kind of a relief in that. You, you're finally being seen and understood and it makes it easier for them to step up to the plate as well. So it creates a strong community around you to practice emotional bravery and people want to hear what you say and they seek you out through the information that we're bombarded with throughout a day like it I can't remember the exact number that that they found but there's an average of like millions of information points that we are bombarded with every day from all angles so to have people seek you out through this jungle of information is so valuable both for you and for them so you're really establishing thought leadership by practicing emotional bravery When people connect with you in this way and see how great you are at helping them through your free content, they will want to work with you. They will want to hire you to help them personally. So to be able to exercise emotional bravery in practice, it's very helpful, I've found, to know exactly what emotions are. And (laughs) emotions are undoubtedly a complex matter <laughs> involving neural signals, chemicals in our brains, electrical impulses through our nervous system, and so on. Um, and we also need to factor in trauma responses and subconscious patterns and all of that as a result of cognitive conditioning. Um, and, you know, like genetics and all of that. And there's so many great 
books written around the science of this, including um, How Emotions Are Made, The Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa Feldman Barrett, PhD, if you want to dive into the intricacies of it. I'll link to the book in the show notes. And um, yeah, all of the books of Dr. Barrett are actually great. So I highly recommend um, all of them if you're interested in the nitty gritty like I am. (laughs) However, I want to help you simplify this concept as much as possible so that you can easily apply it to your day-to-day life. You really don't have to geek out on your science to use your emotions in a way that help you grow your coaching business. So the way that I've come to regard my emotions through all of my research as well as trial and learning and coaching education and all of this is that emotions can simply be seen as sensations in the body. It's like vibrations in the body and it's sensations that can be felt in the body as a result of the thought we are thinking. Yes, we can argue that in case of trauma responses, the sensation can come first, but for a normal person or, you know, a person that doesn't have PTSD or something, nearly 100% of the time, your thoughts are what creates the feeling response. And recognizing them as neutral circumstances of certain sensations in the body is super helpful. It's actually what mindfulness looks like. Neutral awareness of our minds and bodies. We're just observing. Okay, wow, okay, my chest is feeling tight right now. Or my body wants to contract. So how do you use this awareness? Here's here's an example. You want to post something on Instagram and you sit down to write and you find yourself all of a sudden starting to scroll on Instagram instead. (laughs) What's happening here is that you start procrastinating because you have a thought that makes you want to avoid emotional discomfort. And your thought might be, I don't know what to write. It's not going to be good enough or this is hard or something along those lines. Um, And a thought can happen so fast that Um, You know, in the beginning, it can be hard to catch, but practicing being aware of yourself um, or or catching yourself in the moment of scrolling, um, ask yourself, what is my thought about uh, posting on Instagram that makes me sit here and scroll? And in, in this case, you, with those thoughts of, I don't know what to write, this won't be good enough, it's hard, you feel slightly uncomfortable and you instead tell yourself that you need to find inspiration, but end up scrolling endlessly and comparing yourself to others on Instagram. And, this, and you know, the result is that you don't post. You're avoiding emotional discomfort and instead seeking instant gratification because it feels better. You're getting the dopamine hit. Now, this is just a posting in and of itself, like actually getting something out there. So let's look at what you're actually writing. You have written something to post, but what you write is like vanilla ice cream. (laughs) It's general and it's nothing special. It's vague. Um, It might be okay, but you're not like risking anything by posting it. Like it's a pretty generally accepted thing that you're posting. When you actually write something that will require emotional bravery, when you dare to say the hard thing, to be brutally honest and blunt, 
people will stop and read it and it has a scroll stopping effect so to speak <laughs> it will make an impact and and you'll change people's perspective make them say I've never thought about it this way and wow this transformed the way that I look at myself or look at this thing they will share your content through their channels and because of that you will attract people from their networks and you know it's easier for them to share something that someone else has said and write you know so true and a laughing emoji than actually saying it themselves like they they let you speak for them and then they kind of laugh for themselves have have you noticed that so you want to be the person that actually like brings up what's going on for them um and practicing emotional bravery in your marketing will also polarize as my grandma used to say an opinion is like a butt it's a split <laughs> good on your grandma she was onto it now you will have people disagreeing with you and that's okay having diverse opinions is what makes us evolve as humans and you know when you do polarize you get to sit with your thoughts that come up and intentionally choose what you're going to make all of this mean you know are you going to make it mean that you're a terrible person or are you going to make it mean that this is what I stand for this is my truth and they might not like it but it's okay <laughs> the people that don't like your honesty and an authentic expression just aren't your people and you might have heard the concept a thousand true fans um, in his book that he wrote on the topic Kevin Kelly says it's way better and more profitable actually to have a thousand true fans than lots of people that are kind of being into what you do so I want to invite you to notice your feelings when you're about to post or uh, procrastinate for, from sharing. What emotions are you feeling and what emotions are you trying to avoid? <laughs> Try to feel them in your body as a neutral circumstance, like an observation, as a, an outside person looking in and observing the sensations that are happening in your body. Is the feeling tight? Is it pulsating? Is it solid? Is it sharp? What color is it? What texture is it? And the more you play with this, the easier it is to take actions towards your goals. You know that you're just having sensations in your body and that's what's holding you back from pursuing your dreams. Again, as I said, I am not saying that you should bulldoze and disregard your emotions. Um, but when you do practice this, the scared inner part of you um, understands that it's also just a feeling in your body. It's, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to put you in danger. It's actually just a sensation. Um, and I might actually uh, create a, an episode on bulldozing because it's such a big thing in our society um, to just push through. And especially in the self-development arena, it can be such a masculine approach, you know, like... Just push through it. Just do it more, bigger, better, harder, <laughs> that sort of jazz. So um, I don't want you to think that that is what I mean. Um, I simply invite you to observe the, 
the sensations in your body. So then the question comes, is the feeling of rejection in your body more important to avoid than allowing it to be there and figuring out ways to make it safe to share so that you can actually practice marketing in a way that serves people and helps you grow your business. Okay, my friend, that is everything that I had for you today. So go feel your feelings and let me know how you go. Like I mean it, I tag me on Instagram. I would love to see how you go with it, you know. And if you have any questions around any of these episodes, just shoot me a message on Instagram as well. That, that's where I hang out the most. So that's um, my handle is Martina Thomason Coaching, all in one word. So Hit me up if there's any questions around this or if you have anything that you would love for me to talk about in regards to holistic marketing. All right, enjoy the rest of your week and I will be right back in your earbuds next week. (laughs) Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, pay it forward by sharing it in an Instagram story and tag me at Martina Thomason Coaching. If you want tips on how to create amazing content every week, make sure to sign up for my newsletter and get my free guide, 10 Holistic Marketing Hacks to Sign More Clients. It will transform the quality and quantity of your marketing from here on out. You'll find the link in the podcast description box, in the show notes and in my Instagram bio. So make sure to grab that right now. I'll speak to you next week.